Welcome to OKHR Leads. I'm Tara Crowley and currently serve as the certification chair for OKHR State Council. Along with me is Mr. Robert Trotter, who is the Sooner HR president and also serves on OKHR State Council. We are chatting with our community and searching for nuggets to share and pass along about current working environments. Our lineup today is the famous Miss Heidi Hartman. Yay! Heidi is the principal of Heidi Hartman Consulting with a purpose, and her purpose is building better leaders and businesses from the inside out. Heidi holds her master's in human relations and mentions that she studied at Oxford. And I hope we get more in information about that within our discussion. Heidi currently serves as OKHR's council director and has many other leadership roles and excellent awards. I met Heidi through serving on OKHR State Council where her spunk and quirky words have an imprint in my mind. So welcome, Miss Heidi. Well, I am so glad to be here with y'all today and I'm looking forward to our visit. I gotta say, I think this is gonna be awesome sauce. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Word one from Heidi. Awesome sauce. Well, after so this, we we'll get some sneaky snacks. That's another uh, Heidiism. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I said Tara tidbit. So Heidiism. So we're all learning a new way to talk. Yeah. So it's. February 2021, and it has been a crazy month so far. Has How did you survive the frozen tundra? Do you, do you have any busted pipes? Is your house okay? Are all your fingers and toes still attached? Yes, luckily, my fingers and toes are attached. And Rob, I have to say, after your last session, I went out and bought myself some tiny hands. So I've got them buried over here somewhere, but I just had to have that because uh, it just cracks me up. Aren't they um, awesome? I love those. They things. are. They are totally awesome. Um, but I, all is good. We survived the crazy snowmageddon. We had uh, our neighbor busted some pipes, but, and so we were just without water for like 24 hours. So, and luckily we had heat and all that kind of good stuff. So feel very fortunate. Oh, for sure. I agree. We were, we were snowed over in Norman, Oklahoma, but um, I made some routes walking and outside, but it was sure was fun. Glad I have ski gear in order to be prepared. So let's hop into meat and potatoes, Miss Heidi. Um, we want to hear about your background and how it led to your career and your current experience and what you do. Yeah, so let's see. I uh, graduated from OU with my bachelor's and it was in political science and history. And that's when I got to study at Oxford for a semester. Um, and it was amazing. And um it was mostly history focused and it was great fun. And just to see all of these cool structures that were so old and had been around for so long in historic places and got to see, uh, you know, go to Stratford upon Avon and um, got to see um, some plays and just amazing experience. 
and um, graduated from OU at a time and had hoped to work in DC. And the political climate changed. And I'd worked for a congressman in DC um, and it had hoped to go work for him once I graduated. Well, that all just kind of fell through, y'all. And I was just floundering in Tulsa and ended up getting a job in retail and did that for uh, probably seven to 10 years, lived in Lawton, lived in Tyler, and was working about 80 hours thinking, what in the world am I doing? So I quit that job. Uh, had been, you know, was up on a ladder and had this epiphany in the back room doing inventory thinking, I am not happy. What in the heck am I doing? So I decided right then and there, I'm going to take my 401k, which I do not recommend and go back <laughs> to my master's. So I went back to OU, uh, got a waitressing and bartending job and uh, to help pay for that and um, got my master's in human relations with a focus on organizational development. And as part of that process, um, you know, they make you get an internship. And it was kind of a crazy time in life I'd gotten uh, not all in this order, but I'd gotten married, got pregnant. We moved from uh, Oklahoma City to Tulsa, got a new job, uh, got, you know, a, a cute, tiny 800 square foot rental house. Um, and then I finished my master's all within about a year and a half. Uh, and I think oh my goodness. A, a lot of great gray hair at that point, too. Um, For sure. Which, you know, I'm not going to talk about how you hide that now. But um, <laughs> as part of the program, you had to do an internship. And I got an internship at Sitco Petroleum. So fell into oh, oil yeah. in HR. It was at a time that they were redoing their policy procedure manual. We had some new legislation. And... Um, so I ended up getting hired on full time and did that, uh, worked in HR and just fell in love with it. It was like, what? This is a job? You mean you get paid to do this? And it was so much fun. And then um, ended up as head of HR for a organization that uh, worked with C-Stores and um, that ended up folding. Um, I actually had a job eliminated, uh, and then that fell folded. And so, you know, ended up what I just admit, you know, it's basically getting fired a couple of times, right. And having to start over and then, um, ended up deciding, you know what, I am just going to start my own business and did it like at the worst time ever in a big recession, two girls not too far from college uh, time where we should be saving money and um, just decided that I'm going to start my own business at that point and have been doing that for 11 years and having the time of my life. That's so brave. I think, you know, I, I, um, it makes me think of Brene Brown talking about, hey, we have to be vulnerable in order to take a risk. And what a big step that is to say, I'm going to go create this business on my own and do it at what you said, the worst possible time and step out there just on faith that you can make it happen. And kudos to you making it happen for what you just said, 11 years. 
And I, 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 I'm going to hop it back to Sitco because I, I wonder if I was in Tulsa at the same time whenever you were at Sitco. I had a friend that worked at Sitco, but I can't even remember her name. This, uh, she had a very unique name. I'll think of it at some point. But um, and she ended up moving to Houston. So I wonder if that was at the time frame when it's whenever you were there. I think a lot of people it moved to Houston. Been. Yeah, a lot of folks did. I, I left... Um, I'd worked there for about seven years and then went to Williams for a while Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, had a couple other and then ended up at the C store where they or the uh, group that had several C stores, convenience stores, and then that folded. Um, Mm -hmm. But it may be. So, yes, you'll it'll probably be one of those 4 a.m. Oh, that's who her name is. And then you just. Yeah, I will. I will. I will ask all about that. Um, you talked about being political science. So, and was history your interest? And what what drew you to political science? I think probably because my parents were always so politically active. I remember mm-hmm. Stephen Envelopes when we lived in Midland, Texas, uh, for McGovern, um, and. You know, I was in grade school and um, my folks were involved in uh, civil rights marches. And, uh, you know, I remember mom pulling me out of high school um, to go to the Capitol for a big um, legislation that was going to be voted on. And we went up into the gallery and called our congressman and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I think it was probably the influence of my folks that drew mm-hmm. me to that. And then um, the work in the nonprofits that we did um, mm-hmm. growing up as well. And then I just kind of continued to carry that torch um, with the nonprofit organizations that I've been involved in too. You also mentioned being at Oxford and living there for a season what was that like living somewhere else? I mean, that, I mean, not, it's just very different, I would assume. What was that like? It was, let me just say, great people. Their food was awful, though, y'all. It was I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard great it was very bland. <laughs> yeah, great beer. Uh, the food was super bland. And, um, but it was just neat. I got to stay in the dorms at Oxford and had a roommate who was probably 30 years older than me, which was interesting. Um, so the group that went was pretty diverse in um, the makeup as well. So got to make some great friends and um, then decided to travel by myself to go to Edinburgh and check out mm-hmm that and just kind of play for a while and met some family um and so that I had never met before and they'd not been to this oh city. neat oh that's really neat so it was pretty cool and just to that's- be there when you're 18 and just you know adventure and you're in charge and just that's kind of mm-hmm. scary and fun at the same time and yeah to- and and probably before cell phones Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if you were going to call your parents, it would be hella expensive too. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I think about traveling whenever I was younger and I'm like, oh my goodness, the fact that we made it and figured stuff out. 
kids that are 20 have no idea what we're talking about. Yes. Hey, there's a laser or there's a cell phone. These are all new things. So that's funny. I um, have a, a question for you, real quick, Terry. Let me yeah. jump right in here and step on you. Uh, you mentioned your retail experience, and uh, given my background and my history, I, I really yes, from the movie theater. Yes, that's right. So, um, seven to ten years in the retail industry, and then you just said, "I'm uh, inventory weekends, evenings enough," and you chose to go back to school. So, uh, kind of dig in a little bit more on that experience, and I want to know what it was like for you to go to that decision point to leave. First off. But then uh, is there anything that you learned in that period that you still draw from today? Oh, wow, Rob, that's a great question. I think so. I, I uh, you know, when you're so young and you're managing a staff of 30 and um, you've got the corporate folks sending over things that of how things have to change and what promotions are going on and, um, you know, I was pretty proud. Our, our little store uh, was one of the smallest stores that it, it was for the limited. I, I did work with both limited and gap. So this was at the limited in Tyler, Texas and had a great girlfriend who worked at uh, limited express who was from the Dallas area. So the few hours we had off, we got to play together um, and visit and grinch about, you know, frustrations but our, our store actually won this huge contest and I got to go to New York and my brother was living there at the time. Um, so it, it made me really realize um, how much I enjoyed the connection with people. The piece that was missing for me, I think, was the strategy piece. And being able to really make a difference in people's lives, um, yes, in in being able to make you feel good about yourself and what you're wearing um, is great, but that wasn't quite doing it for me. And and just the idea that it was all, you're always trying to get people to buy more and, and there's a point where you have enough and um, are we really making the difference that we need to be making? Um, And it just wasn't right for me anymore. It was great for that period of time. And I learned so much about leading people and about differences in personalities and how to really connect with folks and build that trust and, focus on what is best for them and then everybody wins. Right. So I think that is one of the key nuggets and just the work ethic and the thinking about um, the variety of work that I so enjoyed that I was able then to transfer or translate into the work we do now. Yes, absolutely. There's uh, something to be said about that developmental time in the retail industry. You, you get this kind of grit that I don't see people who straight from college get that corporate job. You know, they don't, they don't understand. And um, it's just something I really appreciate. So, you know, fellow retail in arms and for that experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> retail and or working in the restaurant for sure. Yes. Yeah. 
And I think sure. people you, appreciate it. Yes, you definitely get a different perspective. Customer service. What, career, what in your career lights your fire and gets you excited to share with other people? So I know this is going to sound kind of corny uh, or trite, but y'all, I promise it is true. And that is when I am able to help my clients be successful and, you know, whether that is through um, leadership development and coaching or team development or working on culture or strategic planning, um, when you see them being successful, that is what drives me and just makes me so happy and engaged and jazzed about the work that I get to do. And, um, you know, I'm kind of a nerd and I know we'll, we are going to talk about this too, about books and, and ways that we uh, regenerate ourselves. I, I kind of feel like I have the alphabet suit behind my name and it wasn't, um, for my business, really, it is just because I, I love to learn and I love to share nuggets and things that I find if I think that it can help people grow. So um, there's a, a assessment tool that I've gotten um, certified in that I utilize um, in many of the engagements that I've got. And then uh, just last year, right before COVID hit in January, February, I got to go to Florida and get a certification for emotional intelligence and working with a new 360 tool. Um, wow. So it is, you know, pull finding things and then pulling those in to help clients be more successful, um, I'm really jazzed about, you know, neuroscience and the science of communication and um, what we can do to em enhance our organizations through building more cohesive teams or enhancing communications and, um, you know, along that line of organizational development. At the beginning of that, it sounds like you are a parent and letting your children fly and, and being proud of their successes. That's what I hear how you're explaining it. So I think it'd be really fun to be one of your consultees and, and get you fired up to tell us what we need to know. What assessment tool, what's your assessment tool that you use? So the one that is uh, kind of based on communications, it's Jungian based, but it's called Insights, and it was developed in mm -hmm. the East Scotland. And mm -hmm. um, I think we may have talked about that, but it it is, um, you know, I found I've I'm certified in Myers Briggs. I have done DISC quite a bit, um, but y'all, this is the only one I use really because it just has this stickiness factor that. Um, I haven't found with other assessments, so it's, and I know that I'm biased and I'm partial and that's okay, but it, it does work well for the clients that I utilize it for. Okay. I've done insights. What are you? I'm going to say you're yellow. Yes. I lead with <laughs> my second is green and third is red. Those are all above the line. 
And then uh, that cool blue detail stuff, y'all, is like 2%. It is embarrassingly low. So I've got it in me. But uh, when it comes to things like, oh, budget and, you know, the detail stuff, I need to partner with folks that have that as their gift. And that all for sure makes sense. And we all have our strengths. And then when we don't have it, we know who to call. So yes. success, success. So yes, I for sure can see you as a yellow. Yellow and insight. So tell me if I have this wrong, but they are the shiny, happy. If it's fun, we're all having fun. But as soon as it's not fun, let me go find a new project. Who <laughs> <laughs> so yes, shiny. So that's what I love about what we get to do is that there's such a variety to it. Mm -hmm. um, and when things, when a project is new, that is when I am most engaged um, because it's, it is the possibilities and potential of what we can be. Mm -hmm. So yes, typically pretty influential, which can be good or bad, right? If you're influencing mm -hmm. in something that might not be uh, a road that we should be taking. Exactly. <laughs> yes I'm with you so tell me what um, is your what color do you lead with do you remember I yes I do I am I am pretty balanced or really balanced I um, am on the left side I am green mm -hmm. and then just right on the cusp of being blue and then my red and yellow are the same around the same numbers too but I'm heavier on the green and then blue so yeah. Green is, I'm a feeler, want fair, and then the blue was, I'm data-driven. I, I want to know all the stuff before I can make a decision, right? Yes. Is that fairly accurate? Yes. So, I mean, you're the trainer, and I'm sitting here, uh, I'm, so, yeah. Yeah, that's I don't great. Know. Rob, are you familiar with this tool, Insights? I am not. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I think my color would be plaid with a splash of paisley or something like that. But I, you know, <laughs> no idea. We're going to, we're going to, Heidi, I think that whenever we're done, you have to have him yes, take the assessment. I think so. I'm not kidding. Yes, I think we do. And I think that, um, you know, you've got all four within you. They're just at different levels. So we can't use it as an excuse, but it is all about how do we dial up or dial down based on the situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you think about it, if, if we treat folks with the golden rule, which is how we want to be treated, y'all, we're leaving out 75% of the folks we work with. But if we use the platinum rule and we treat folks in the way that is important to them or communicate in the way that is important to them, then you're going to both win um, right. and the organization is going to be more successful. So it's all about how do you balance and you don't want to change who you authentically are, but what do I need to dial up or dial down based on this situation and what this person or this group needs from me um, so we are more successful? Uh, Heidi, as, as and the, what, are, what are people coming to you with, with the, what are the big problems people are coming to you? And has COVID impacted that? Has there been a change since the COVID hit? Yeah, that, um, so I think that the coaching piece of my business has dialed up 
and um, leaders are looking for what are those things that um, I can do better, especially in this virtual world. And uh, the emotional intelligence piece is something that is so important right now. And thinking about um, how can we give each other grace and what are things that um, we need to do differently. I will say I did not pivot as well as I could have into this virtual world. And I am still doing some in-person things for those clients that are comfortable with it. And then I am doing some virtual, but it, it wasn't my preferred method. Um, so I didn't pivot as quickly and that's okay. I think that goes back to yellow that you want to be with people. Yes. Yes. This, <laughs> this has been interesting this last year and, um, Sometimes, so my spouse is Chris, and sometimes I'll just go up to Chris and give him a hug and go, this is not for you. This is for all the people that I cannot be around. (laughs) So, yes, it is tough. Uh, Yeah, how does that make him feel? He's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think that's hilarious. That's great. I'm going to use that the next time I go hug my husband. This yeah. isn't for you. It's all the other people. <laughs> I just need it. It's for me and the other people. Oh, that's so great. Um, there's so many different HR pathways, um, like diversity, compensation, employee relations, that, you know, that we can, that affect companies and businesses. What um, are you surprised about in HR? in HR and what do you feel like you do best in consulting with your, your group? So the thing I think that surprises me about HR is that most people don't have any idea all the intricacies of the work that is in the department. When you think about compensation and benefits and wellness and, you know, sometimes payroll is in the arena of HR. Um, All those components that people just don't know about, but if it's broken, man, they are not happy, right? So you don't get the kudos, but you just kind of keep things running and moving forward. And so much of it is unseen, um, and I've gotten throughout my career, I've gotten to play in most of those areas. The part that has been the thinnest for me is the recent shift, I would say, more into that organizational development focus. So the thinking about where are we now, where do we want to be as an organization or a team or a leader? And plotting, how do we get there? What is the best road? What works for you? Um, what Every single organization has their own culture. So is it where you want it to be? How do we define where it is? And then how do you really live that? And through every part of your organization from the soup to nuts, right? The very... Um, 
the way that you recruit, the way you engage with the community, the way that uh, you onboard folks, all the way to the way you offboard folks. And it should match the philosophy of your culture. So I would say the three buckets that I get to work in uh, of the leadership development, team development, and organization. Um, and I've kind of worked towards niching down a little bit too, y'all. So I'm in the midst of writing a book on women in leadership and have interviewed wow. over 50 women across the United States and wow. asked questions and have just had a blast doing this uh, project. And so now it is really getting down to um, getting it all sorted and on paper and um, had a, a meeting yesterday with a publisher and starting to get that meat on the bone. So super excited and um, really think that there's some opportunities to work with women in leadership and help them to whatever that next level is or start their own business. Um, and, and the women that I've interviewed have been from age 26. She was a CEO of an architecture firm up to their 80s, uh, started, just changed a career from being like a, a superintendent of a tech school to being her own realtor and having her own business. Um, and then, you know, all kinds of different industries too. So, um just jazzed That's about amazing. sharing their philosophies and stories and um, tips and ideas. Tara, I see a, I see a, another excuse to have a, another podcast later on down the road with, with Heidi on this book. Uh, Heidi, give us a high level lesson that you've learned from, from writing this book without, you know, spoiling anything in your book. I want to wait till it's finished, but what, what have you been impressed with at this point or learned regarding women in leadership? I think it is, Rob. Thank you. I've, I, ugh, I don't know that I can come down to just one. I'll, so I'll share one that I was thinking about in reviewing notes yesterday. And that is just the resilience of um, issues that folks have faced and where they've come from and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, and there's folks who have um, fought cancer three times um, and is still moving forward. She is just the grit and inspiration um, that she brings is amazing, who have been in abusive relationships, who have um, been dirt poor and just... Um, overcome obstacles around education. Um, you know, it's just the stories when you just sit down and start asking questions and the stories that unfold. Um, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to focus it into the book and, and how I'm going to cut some of the information out because there's just such rich stories and things that were shared with me um, that I want to make sure that I, I honor their stories. What prompted you to start 
to start this project? It's funny, Tara, so many people tell you, you know, when you're a consultant, you need a book, you need a book, you need a book. And so I started in a while back and doing some research and trying to figure out what I wanted, but there was nothing that really gave me that spark to focus enough energy and time into it Um, and had been noodling on this idea for a while and was in... um, Kansas at, we were having a reunion for the coaching certification group that I had gone through um, that were, you know, people from all over the U.S. and outside the U.S. and um, was having a conversation and it, it just kind of came up and, and spark, it was the right spark to light my fire around it. I love that. I mean, I'm excited. Do you have an idea of what you want to name it or will that come after it's written? I, we had some discussion yesterday and they were trying to get me to focus more on that on, on a working title. Um, and, you know, we were tossing around some things, but I, I didn't have a preconceived notion. I know we all uh, think highly of Bruce Waller and he had mentioned um, he had his title before he even thought about writing a book. He knew what that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine is opposite. I'm going to write it and it's just going to come to me and I'm okay with that. We'll just figure it out and see what it will be. But I don't know. I, yet. I, yeah, I expect, I mean, I haven't done it, written a book, so so I don't know the process, but I would assume that this may, after writing it and whittling it down, it can have a probably a different look and feel than what the original thought process was. So yeah. for sure, I, obviously your, your uh, publisher will, will help guide you, but I can see that still writing it and, and whittling it down, like you said, to what the stories and what you want to bring out. So. That's exciting. I didn't know that, Heidi. I am super excited. So we'll just hope that it's not like, I just want it to be meaningful and honor those that um, I've gotten to interview and for the woman that picks it up, that can help her, you know, there might be seven, there might be 12 stops along the way or suggestions, um, And then she might not need all of them. So you just, it's like that idea runway. My friend Adam talks about you just put these out there. You pick up what you need and you leave the rest. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that is my intent. And then help them down further down that leadership path of wherever they want to go. Okay, great. So, you are the director for OKHR uh, for the state council. And how did you get involved? And what do you think you, were, you are taking away from this experience? So I got involved with my local chapter and started on a committee and then uh, got on the board and, you know, moved around to some different positions and ended up being uh, president. And as part of our president role, we get to be on the state council too, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes it was for me a pure D surprise. It was like, wait, what? There's more to mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y'all didn't tell me that when you were giving me the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. But it has been amazing. And I was able to, um, you know, for, move into a district director role where I got to work with four different chapters and help them uh, navigate, you know, what success looks like for them and help them. And then um, ran for president, or I guess we call it director, don't we? I I always screw those titles up. Um, You're the head honcho. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the big cheese, whatever we want to call it. Um, And it has been amazing. This this whole journey has been amazing. Not only all the great friends that you get to make and people Mm -hmm. that you meet throughout the state and sharing knowledge and um, just helping each other out and thinking about... um, you know, what can we do to help our HR professionals throughout the state and help elevate the profession? And um, what do folks need? And we're going to get things wrong and we're going to screw some things up and we're going to do some things that are great and uh, we'll learn along the way. And, um, you know, it's all about how can we provide those resources for folks to be successful in their roles and in their or help their organizations be successful. Yeah, I think from the standpoint of volunteering, it's such a cheap way in order to gain leadership experience. And so, I, you know, I'm going to tell everybody, go, go volunteer. It's Bottom line, volunteering, if you're looking for a job, a great way to find a job is volunteer with an organization. I mean, if you're looking for a job, that's that's my number one recommendation. Go volunteer. Yes. You're going to meet people. I you're going to meet people. And, and yeah. you can learn an area that you had no idea. You know, this is something I think I'm interested in and get on a committee. And I think... You know, for some folks, they see the HR boards, uh, their local boards or their state boards as um, being a a group that's hard to get into. And let me just Mm -hmm. say, if you volunteer, you are going to be pulled into a leadership position. We need great folks that have the heart and the wherewithal and the gumption and the grit and all of that kind of good Mm -hmm. stuff um, to be open to learning and to fill roles that we need. And we're all here to help each other be successful. So um, don't be afraid to contact folks and say, hey, I'm interested in this. And um, the cool thing is with our group, we know so many people were like, oh, you need to talk to this person and you need to talk to mm-hmm. Rob and Tara and Joy and to um, Rebecca and to Linda and to Chase, you know, and we'll get you hooked up. Yeah. 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 Great. Great plan and great idea for sure. Um, Rob, do you have any other Thoughts or questions? I feel like we're we've taken up so much of Heidi's time. I just want to tell Heidi thank you. This was an absolute treat to get to know you better and hear your story, and hear what you have planned and in, in store for for Tara. 
uh, I, I always like to ask what, what questions didn't we ask or what don't we know that, that you'd like to kind of share out there, Heidi? What did we miss? Um, so Tara told me one of her favorite questions to ask is, um, what do most people get wrong about you? And that was something that I thought, Ooh, I've never asked that. And that was like super thought provoking. Um, cause I'm pretty much an open book. Um, and hope I'm pretty approachable for folks. Um, I think what people may get surprised at is I am super easygoing. And when there is something that I feel very strongly about, um, I can totally dig my heels in. And I think people are surprised <laughs> that I'm not a pushover and I will not get bullied. Um, so I am, I am super easygoing, but if there's a line that's crossed, I will dig my heels in and and say, oh, no, we are not going there. We are not doing that. Um, and I think I think it surprises folks. Yeah, I think that probably it makes me hear that you make people accountable for things, but also you have a line and we all need to have our lines. Yeah. So we have our end of the the conversation questions and and we got to the the question of what do most people get wrong about you? You just answered that, so thank you. Um, one question that I have is during COVID, what have you been surprised that you've learned or done differently for yourself? So I think it is. Um, helping others give grace more because mm. we're all in uh, we all are kind of popping into those bad day behaviors more because we're stressed out and we have so much going on. So being able to give grace, help others give grace, um, but also learn to give grace to myself I was pretty irritated that I didn't get more done on the book this past year. Um, and I will say, y'all, I was not in a place of creativity mm -hmm. and able to really focus. And just to not be that hard on myself and say, you know what? It's okay. You you have a deadline now. You're getting your booty in gear. And it's okay that you didn't work on it last year, really. Well, it for sure was a different year and, and a lot of people were surviving. And so allowing people to grant themselves and others grace is needed. You know, there's just even survival. It was just survival for many. I mean, for, for people whose businesses have, you know, had a, had a change or you are working from home, I think working from home gives a different feel on how you're reacting to people than when you're in the office. So it's kind of have to land that plane too. Well, and even when you've worked from home for 10 years to, to, it was different this last year. Um, mm -hmm. And to think about, you know, gosh, it was just, when you think about 
what others have gone through and the loss of life and the inability to just celebrate weddings and funerals and birthdays Mm -hmm. and, you know, all those things that we've just taken for granted. And, um, you know, I think that's where that emotional intelligence and sitting in your emotions and being able to identify them and then think about, how do I want to show up differently than I may have just done or snapped at my kid or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and what do I do to fix it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. So what, what's your mantra that you use for yourself and that you like to share with others, or maybe you don't share it. I. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do is sometimes with coaching clients that it comes up, but it is, um, and it works with your kids too. So, <laughs> and myself, um, it is when you think you've screwed up or you did something wrong or um, you've made a mistake or you're angry at somebody for something that they did, you step back and you say, okay, in seven minutes, am I still going to be mad? And is this going to matter? How about, seven hours, Mm -hmm. seven months, seven years. Um, And when you think about that, it allows you to let things go um, and focus what really matters and what you need to do to um, get past it. Because you can get happy in the same pants you got sat in or angry in or whatever it may be. So how do you refer to that? Do you refer to to it as the seven? (laughs) Um, have you done your seven yet but yeah (laughs) you know sometimes i'll change the time too it might be five you're five okay yes that is a good that's a good thought to 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 use uh i'm going to think about that for sure today and hopefully i'll remember it in the future um what recent tv show are you obsessed with uh, so we are big fans of the rookie. So the oh. um, actor that was in Castle and before that he was in Firefly. Mm-hmm. We like, you know, it's kind of uh, that mix of the character development, and it's funny, but it's also um, serious. And they have been focusing um, this season more on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and talking mm-hmm. about the police. And do it in a way that I think people will hear it. Um, So that's been fun. And then um, even though I've seen it a couple times, I just like the movie Coco. So that is another. Oh, I haven't watched it before. Oh, you will love it. It is a a Disney cartoon. Mm -hmm. Very cute. Um, Okay. Well, I, I'm going to say this is your time, but I'm going to say, it, Heidi, you're so positive and uh, you have to watch um, Ted Lasso. So if you have not watched it, it's on Apple. It's like the best feel good. Everybody needs to watch it. So please watch it. If you have Apple, I anything. Will, I don't. It. So I need to get uh, over to my daughter's house for that. Uh, Christy had mentioned that too. And you had. And so I was like, it is on my list. Rob is nodding. It's a good one. Best it is, show ever. It's an absolute treat. Yeah. Total surprise when I started watching it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
it's a treat. So whenever you watch it, please call us back and let us know. Okay. Deal. So, yes. Um, What book or podcast has had the most profound effect on you? So I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I'm not a huge podcast listener. I I like Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. I listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the OKHR Lead one is a new favorite. Uh, of so course. I'm excited about that <laughs> and watching it grow. Um, I am a big bookhead and kind of embarrassed about this too, because so many of the books that I read are all business books and it, it, it is just fascinating to me and interesting and I always get nuggets and then can share those or write an article or um, you know just kind of file it away in the toolbox for later um, and the recent one I read was Atomic Habits mm-hmm. um, which was just great. And then uh, traction has been great around strategic planning with clients and, and helping get some processes and systems in place to keep the plan moving forward and them really setting their goals to achieve them. Okay. I haven't heard of traction. I'll go look that up. Oh, you will, you will love it. Uh, is it Giovanni Wickman? Is that right, Rob? I, I don't know. I'm with Tara. I've heard of Atomic Habits, but not Traction. So I'm. Yeah. It is. Uh, hang on. <laughs> She's grabbing the book. Here it is. Okay. Gino Wickman. Gino, Gino Wickman. Gino Wickman. All right. I think Giovanni's might be an Italian restaurant that I've eaten at in another city. <laughs> that made me Probably think of that. So. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for spending time with us. This was wonderful and uh, learning things and knowing that you train on insights and that you've been, you lived in England for a while and all these fun things about you. How can people connect with you? I would, I am all about connecting with folks. LinkedIn is a great way. And then uh, email, and you can get that from my LinkedIn also. But those are- So is it Heidi Hartman on LinkedIn? Yes. I do not have a middle name. So it's just Heidi Hartman. Heidi Hartman, the double H. Yep, the double Double H. H. Uh, Well, thank you so much for showing up today. This was wonderful and sharing your time and experience with us. And until next time, we will have a new uh, uh, person to visit with. But we had a wonderful time with you today, Heidi. Thank you so, so much. Y'all, thank you so much. I really enjoyed visiting with you. Happy Friday and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you.